0: And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things.
1: Let me talk to you about Daddy's Chanquez. (laughs) Sorry, what? I said, let me talk to you about Daddy's Chanquez. Doesn't make sense, does it? Daddy's Chanquez. Daddy's Chanquez. Okay, right. The thing I like about old cars, and I'm sure you will too, is that a lot of the badges on the back were very scripty, italics. Take the first generation Allegro, for example. Huge badge, very curvy kind of psychedelic with a lowercase a, confusingly. So yes. Didn't, didn't it's even, a classic of the genre. It is a classic of the genre, but didn't deem it important enough to give it a capital A. But, um, I. <laughs> it was so, the 70s. Everybody was on drugs. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of. script. In fact, we could probably do a hit list of our favourite scripty badges.
0: That's for another day. But. The one that popped to mind was the Cortina with a very curly C.
1: Oh, it does. It has an amazing C, almost like the C from Champion Sports Clothing, which I used to draw on my my school books oh, yeah. because I was a complete prick.
0: Anyway. But actually so curly it almost looks like a lowercase E, so you might mistakenly think the car was called the Eatina. <laughs> <Iotina. laughs> yes, anyway, it's true. Yes, yeah, sorry, so
1: Eatina. Um, so on the flying buttress C pillars, I suppose you call it, on the Dodge, it doesn't have B pillars on the on my charger. It has mm. Charger written in very nice script. Chrome mm. script. One day, my son pointed at that and said, this was only about five years ago, he should have known better. He said, what? <laughs> what What does that say? And I said, well, what do you think it says? And he went, hmm, Chanquez. <laughs> 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 and I went, I went, I beg your pardon, he went, Chanquez, and I went, do you Hang actually on. just look at it? Do you actually think that says Chen And then I looked at it, and it, up. it was it's a bit jazzy. It is jazzy, but it's because he's he went through a phase of just being lazy about trying to work out what what words <laughs> what words were. So I went, yes. "No, darling, it says charger because the car's called a Dodge Charger, so that's its
0: That's its name badge. And he went, oh, well, I prefer Chanquez. It does. I mean, I've just pulled up a picture of a a charger badge. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could, I would go with Chanquez. Chanquez, yes. Chanquez, because there's no U before what could be a Q. And again, Cortina syndrome, the C is so curly that it could be mistaken for a lowercase e e. You are right there. So
1: Ihanques. J- <laughs> <laughs> so I now call or we sort of call the Dodge the Chanques. Just because I think I actually I think it's a better name. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodge
0: Chanquez. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just think it's marvellous. Ah uh,
0: so That is good.
1: Yeah, and I wonder how many other lovely scripty badges from classic and retro cars are out there, or vintage cars even. Which just are great in themselves, but don't quite say what you think they should say well, in your head.
0: That's a good game, that. Um, yeah, I'm just now that you've said it, I'm looking at the charger badges here on a Google image search, and, I, and it, now it just says Chanquez to me because it's it's too Chank- curly.
1: It's, t- it's Daddy's Chanquez. <laughs> That is chunkers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's our daughter's at that age, because she's six. She does that thing where she's basically she she can read a bit, but she'll get to a tricky word and then she'll just take a best guess. Because she can't be asked to spell it out. And sometimes she gets it about right because she's using the sort of context clues. But sometimes she's she gets that kind of where she'll just go and so he went and spoke to the Wellingtons. And you're like, it's not Wellingtons, it's Elephant. Why Why are you just taken a run at that? There's a picture as well. Why would the rabbit go and speak to some Wellingtons? Yeah. Because um, the rabbit was self-medicating. Well, this feels like one for listeners. Uh, if you've got a favourite extremely curly retro car badge that looks like it says something other than what it's supposed to say... Uh, Send us a message, hello at smithandsniff.com.
1: Hello at smithandsniff.com. Yeah, I love it. Um, hello. Hello. No, I. At
0: smithandsniff.com.
1: <laughs> it's hard for people to believe, but sometimes we have technical <laughs> problems on Smith and Stiff because such is the level of professionality that we have on this show. Um, I've just had to run to work to get a charger for my laptop because I'm a dingling. But out of the bad comes good, Richard. Do you know why? Mm hmm. Because as I was flailing my insight um, back from the office <laughs> on the A1, I got overtaken by an exceptionally old couple in a 8 BMW. What? When I say exceptionally old, I could only just see the top of the old lady's head and it was definitely a blue rinse um, perm. Shit. Yeah, really old couple in a that electric blue mm. colour. It might even be satin finish on the i8. And they were... They looked amazing in it. I, I, I actually sort of punched the air and went, "Yeah, I want to see more of. I want to see more of that. Yes, yes, old people not in not in a boring high riding shit car. Brilliant.
0: Did you? Um, is there not some kind of secret, highly advanced hybrid drivetone system signal that you can give to um, people in cars like your insights?
1: I I, do, uh, I feel like there should be a hypermiler salute. I've, I, yes. I've thought about this before because something was coming up behind me a couple of days ago. I think it might have been a Hyundai wind knife. Those in the know will know that it's called the wind knife, not the Ionic. And the wind knife came up behind me and I thought, Aerocar car, chat, chat, you know, like salute to aero car. We should have a little mm. signal. If anyone can think of a decent signal, I don't know what that would be. I felt like it was doing whilst one hand's on the steering wheel, the other hand could be doing a slow breaststroke through the air. I didn't know whether that was ah. appropriate.
0: would you think? I'm doing it now. Yeah, it feels a bit sluggish, though. It's like you're Doing breaststroke, the water always feels very thick, I think.
1: What whereas, about um, you know. like putting, your, putting your flat palms together um, and creating a pointed boat bow? Ahead of your face, <laughs> I think I'm overanalyzing
0: yes. this. I look like I a think complete. You might be. I mean, I think. Do you remember the the legend has it that back in the day when the NSU RO80 was current, yes, that if you saw one coming the other way, the tradition was to hold up the number of fingers that corresponded to the number of replacement engines that you'd had. Oh, that's cool. And so I wonder if perhaps you aero hybrid hypermile car people could hold up fingers corresponding to the first digit of your current MPG readout. Oh, that's nice.
1: That's nice. So, you know, if you're in the sixes, the sevens, possibly the eights. Mm. Yeah. Or even the nines. I mean, come on. The nines? Get away. Well, it, it, it there are vehicles which can achieve such things. That much think? we know. Yeah, I mean... So, I know you're sort of few insight warriors have been able to get 90 to the gallon it's usually on a shorter journey in certain circumstances possibly the netherlands with no (laughs) wind (laughs) or downhill (laughs) yeah yeah possibly downhill. yeah there is something
0: are they those people who try to do stuff with the aero of cars like they'll they'll massively extend the tail but just using cardboard and drain pipes
1: that they're there was, there is a scene like that, or there was in the States, and people would like mm. um, cover up extra parts of the radiator inlets, uh, which there's yeah. not that many on a car like the Insight. Anyway, it's quite a, it's quite a sculpted slit. Um, well, it's almost
0: as if the Honda Corporation of Japan knew what it was doing when it designed the car in the first place. It didn't go, oh, should we have like an absolutely enormous inlet, like on the <laughs> front of a frigging truck? No, I don't uh, think that would be so aero. Let's not do that. <laughs> Right, like, I have seen. I think I've seen a Civic. I think I've seen a guy with a Civic who'd done that. He'd done lots of, sort of blanking off, but also he created this kind of thirty streamliner effect at the back end, entirely out of homemade materials. Yes, and rivets. and then he used to spend his days just like driving an inch from the back of articulated trucks, yeah. to try and eke out as much MPG as he could.
1: I can't possibly imagine. Um, what could go wrong there? Can you? No, no, because <laughs> uh, I have done. I have done a bit of slipstreaming in the insight because it doesn't have any talk. So sometimes up mm. a hill, much like an old car, you think, "Oh, I've got to shift down again." Seriously, mm. I wasn't expecting this to be a third gear hill. But actually, sometimes you sneak in behind a looting body, and it can mm. and it can carry you up the hill. But I am aware of the fact that if I don't know a goat right out in front of them, you are in trouble. Uh, there's not a lot you can do. So therefore, yeah. danger, it's, danger. It's,
0: another two miles per gallon versus yeah your life i don't know I, I i think i'd just take the hit on the fuel consumption i
1: i, I would in that instance i'm not saying people should tailgate cuz it's aggressive and i don't like it i got tailgated by a body lifted um l200 mitsubishi pickup yesterday and and i swear the guy who looked like i, I don't know shit british limp biscuit knockoff with his girlfriend in the passenger seat, I swear he was a metre away from the back of the inside and I was indicating to turn off this road into um, another street. And I thought, he's he's just not going to stop. He can't even see that Mm. I'm indicating he's that close. It boils my piss. It really does. Um, But what doesn't boil my piss, Richard, is this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, see a seeing,
1: lovely see seeing, <laughs> seeing the old couple in the i8 tick, brilliant, yeah. enjoyed that. Also, saw two other things on this 15-minute journey. One, saw a guy on a no-name girl's full-suspension mountain bike. I think he was cycling back from taking his daughter to school and thought, well, she's cycled to school, I've walked, bollocks, I'll ride a bike back, which I've done before. As a dad, girls, I've done this. because
0: a lot of those modern mountain bikes have a very low crossbar anyway? So the sort of yeah. distinction that used to exist doesn't sort of isn't there anymore. Or no, this, did it have a a curved crossbar?
1: It had a bit of a swan neck, but it, I mean it was candy mm. pink, uh, candy pink. Oh, okay. Pink.
0: All right. Well, that's you know, I mean, uh,
1: yeah, which is fine because I like pink. You know, it's I've twenty twenty three. Yeah, I've. Wore, I used to have no problem wearing pink clothes, uh, um, but what I would say is I noticed it was a full suspension no-name girl's bike because he he went off the kerb as I was driving by and he got full boing-boing mm. effect. You know when oh. there's a lot of spring and there's not a lot of damper going on? That's what yeah. I say. And he definitely boing-boinged yeah. <laughs> off the kerb. Full boing-boing. Kids. Boing. <laughs> so I saw that and then I saw a guy at the top of my road proudly washing, you know, next to that abandoned Mitsubishi Shogun pinning that I've talked about in the past. Yes, which, I, which is next yeah. to the bins, and I do keep, I do keep feeling sorry for it. I've even told the kids; they now go, "Oh, look, Daddy, it's that it's that car that you feel sorry for." Um, there's a guy washing a Suzuki Swift on the drive with um, with a bucket that is a paint pot. So you know, you know, you oh, can like get, an old. You can
0: get like plastic. a big pot of paint.
1: Yes, you know, you can get a paint pot that that you decant paint into if you're climbing a ladder and you're. Oh, uh, a we'll see. Yes, yes, yes. He was yeah. washing an entire Suzuki Swift with one of those, but, which is but about not that sort big. the sort of It's the Antichrist of the double bucket
0: method for any detailer. <laughs> 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 I, I had to look a twice. Two, one square foot of car at a time.
1: Yeah, I just don't get it. And it was exceptionally so, soapy water, which led me to think please tell me he hasn't just hosed a load of fairy liquid, washing up liquid in there and just. And it's gone, oh, yeah, that'll degrease it, ready for winter.
0: Oh, I bet he has. Oh, no, gosh. I bet he has. That's, 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 that's got fairy liquids oh. detailing job all over oh. it.
1: And it's windy today, so it dries in no time and leaves loads of big streaks mm. where the wind is... What
0: f- colour was the Suzuki Swift? Black. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is it's dried. It's dried and quite, quite swirly. I know I'll shift this. Oven cleaner. I'll go and get some oven cleaner oh, from don't. the house. That'll sort us out. Oh,
1: don't. Yeah, because you know the those professional oven cleaning people? I don't know if you've had one before. We had one when we were selling a house oh. once. And they they put the oven um, trays inside a, a sealed bag, which is full of, mm. I don't know, horrendous chemicals, and then yeah. leave it for about an hour. And basically, everything in there dies, and the bag even starts to die. And then they bring it out, and it's perfect. And I thought, can you imagine you drive a car into a massive bin liner, just empty a load of aerosol cans inside it, seal seal it shut, and then come back tomorrow to see what's happened to your car.
0: I don't... Oven cleaner is one of those things that I have a slight phobia of, Mm. because it's very caustic, isn't it? It's just got to be cancer, unfortunately. Well, that's the thing. You get a whiff of it on the air, and you just think, oh, God, that's going in my lungs. Mm. I mean, if it was the 70s, basically, you'd
1: encounter chemicals of that danger level, what, twice a day, including children at school? Oh, easily, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, some some food packaging was made of those chemicals. Yeah. uh, And some aftershaves it's okay. just the 70s <laughs> Just <like>. the aftershaves <laughs> and I think that's like that. they used to they used to spray a derivative of Mr Muscle Oven Cleaner on kids feet before they went into municipal swimming pools to make sure they didn't get verrucas oh gosh remember the dirty foot baths I, th- I think well, we talked yeah, about they don't have before. those anymore because I've started taking my kids swimming at the local municipal baths and, and they don't you don't have to walk through a puddle of agent orange before you get to the main pool it's no. bizarre well it's Good. It it's deleted good. that. I'm glad that that's been deleted because it was skanky. I to... But do you think is it one of those things where verrucas are like quicksand? as one of those things that you were told to fear greatly in childhood, and it turns out that they're not really an issue.
1: I think it's exactly that. I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, I used to because I used to think I've got clean feet. You know, I've, I'm a fairly hygienic guy, mm. so I used to try and long jump the the verruca ridden cold skanky foot bath and once of course i landed on the other side clear but it was exceptionally wet so i, I, I hyper extended my legs before i got in the swimming pool one leg went a lot further than it should have done and it didn't feel right for about a week groin strain i think I they call say, it
0: jumping jumping in a swimming pool environment you're going to slip over
1: oh it's a terrible thing but i've told you that time of where i because i was always quite good at swimming i was One of the the best in the school. I'm going to put that out there. I was. Um, Were you? Yeah, so I used to get set. I used to swim on my own. I used to get set my own chalkboard of instructions and I had my own lane. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, because... I never had you down as a good swimmer.
1: (laughs) Oh, thanks, Rich. Appreciate
0: that. I mean, I'm so, not saying you don't look like a good swimmer, but I'm just saying, you know, I just... I've, no, I, d- like...
1: I, I don't look like a good swimmer because I'm not a good swimmer now. You, this, up until oh, the age of about 14, 15, I was a pretty accomplished swimmer. Sadly, yeah. that ship has sailed um,
0: and I need Were to... Were you a competitive swimmer?
1: Yeah, I used to be a member of a swimming club. Um, wow. So I, it was one of those things where I was in, in my school, I was really good. At the swimming club, I was at the low end. It's like when you move up a into a higher calibre of athlete and you realise you're not at yeah. the top of your game. You're actually closer to the bottom, but everyone else is so good. But in my uh, school environment, I was yeah. good.
0: big fish in a small pond.
1: Yeah, and the to- I, I might have said it on a previous... I'm sure I, on an old Smith & Sniff video I might have mentioned it, but yeah, one day I got some... It was the era of fluorescent, and I got some brand new, well, neon green swimming shorts... And a mm-hmm. matching neon green swimming hat, which I think I think it looked okay. I think it looked quite cool. This was circa ninety two. I'm going to say. Um, the problem was with the the swimming shorts. Is my mum bought them pro- perhaps one size too big, so I would grow into them. So I talked up the um, the waist the waist uh, drawstring as much as possible, but wasn't entirely convinced <laughs> that they would do the job. Well. Doing a sports dive off the side to initiate my swimming session, I dove, as the Americans would say, (laughs) I dove through (laughs) my own shorts and left them on the surface. And I had to quickly go back and get them and put them on under the water in front of everybody. So all the girls that I fancied at school (laughs) were stood on the side looking down. Yeah, because I was the first one in the pool. And usually I could make a fairly good impression because I was a pretty good swimmer. Bearing in mind, I wasn't good at any other sport. You know, I. All the sport that we did at school that was mandatory, I didn't really enjoy. So sw- swimming was my forte. Unfortunately, I yeah I dived out of my own shorts, um, so I wouldn't recommend
0: that to anybody. It's not it's not so cool. Um, this reminds me of there was a <laughs> there was a swimming team at my school, and the the girls' swimming team. Somebody went, oh, we should have you know we should be professional. We should get matching swimsuits. So he looked like a proper team. So they ordered these suits that were, I don't know why, I seem to remember they were purple, green, and white, like vertical stripes. Okay, well, like and a the deck white was the central stripe. Yeah, sort of, but thick stripes. Right. So sort of one side, effectively, was purple. Yes. Middle panel, white, other panel, green. Unfortunately, the white panel, being the middle panel, was... It's it Essentially, see-through. went translucent oh, no. in water. Oh gosh! And this was the source of some controversy slash um, controversy because of what it may be revealed when our girls' swim team went into the pool at their next competition. Oh no! And there was a there was a bit of an outcry.
1: And it's a uh, teenage swimming. It, it's a sensitive time. It's a self conscious time yeah um, it is isn't it yeah and my daughter loves swimming and she's a teenager and you just got to make sure that these things are go as smoothly as possible and without embarrassment really um how did we get here i i, I, I was just about to because i've just looked at any notes and i've just i've written down <laughs> right time i got nothing I, got, <laughs> <laughs> I have actually i've written ac cobra <clears throat> head and I think that's because someone on, um, in fact, I might have WhatsApped you, somebody on Instagram. And by the way, we do have a Smith and Sniff Instagram. Um,
0: yes, we do. Uh, it's called Smith and Sniff, amazingly. Um, By the way, a shout out to my friend Susan, who uh, is a friend of mine here in Bath, Bath, who came to our Bristol show. So she's aware of the shit that we get up to. But she said <laughs> to me the other day, I, "I follow you on Instagram, and I don't understand anything that you put on there." Uh, and I was like, "Oh well, um, I think it's because I'm no.
1: responsible for it. You should, can you just blame yeah, me?" That's for that what I was what going to
0: say, Johnny. Johnny just puts on things that, that that amuse him at the time, and often you have to have been listening quite hard to the podcast. I'll
1: try and be. I'll try on. and be more generic. No, I wouldn't bother. I mean,
0: you know, I don't think she's not. She's probably not target demographic. (laughs) She's just got better things to do. Um, I need to say thank you to Dean and
1: Cheryl, who contacted me on Instagram with a DM, uh, even though I've actually written in my bio, please don't send me DMs but anyway oh my uh, it's got sort of, Instagram
0: DMs it's, yeah, it's just, just a I tidal mean, wave you might as well hand us a piece of ham with something written on it <laughs> because by the time we get around to looking at it it'd be too late well this
1: one did catch my eye cuz Dean and Cheryl I presume they're members of the Nissan El grand E51 group which is called E51 only um, so, <laughs> <laughs>
0: which i do really like. like undercurrent of aggression about that isn't it?
1: yeah like th- no other l-grands will do they're all rubbish no. compared to the e-51 i actually they're don't know which scum. one is the e-51 that looks like the japanese bullet train or is it the earlier one that looks like you know? a chrome school bus i don't know i don't
0: know but now of course i've got to try and find out let's have a little look what are we talking i do here? love There's an l-grands of l-grands oh they're, they're sequential that's easy to remember. Oh, nice. So E-50 was the first one, then E-51 and then E-52. So E-51 is the is the thousands one, sort of slightly... Um, slightly Japanese bullet trainee. is it? I mean, it is, but it's not as quite as... Uh, it looks narrower, taller and narrower than the current one. Okay, so I think is, that's uh, the one
1: that Mark Taylor Hankins has got. The, uh, the chap who did loads of videography with me, um, and I persuaded him to buy one. He's still got that. He loves it. Anyway, the reason why I'm telling you this is because <laughs> someone on the E51 group, and they took this photo, Dean and Cheryl, they Don't said, you fucking dare come down with an E52. I will cut you. <laughs> <laughs> someone has fitted a completely chromed cobra head, actual head of a cobra, you know, um,
0: Oh, that as a gear, yes. gear shift. You did send that to me.
1: On. Yeah, on their auto shifter. But it turns out that when you strike the ignition up, um, the eyes light up blue neon, which I think is exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's well, absolutely incredible. It's chrome. It's huge, and it really is the face of a cobra snake. So it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So now what um, I'm thinking is, I want well, I want to track down that exact gear shifter and i want some brave fool to put it um on a an ac cobra replica because i just think it would be perfect wouldn't it be really nice interesting
0: uh we'll put the picture of the cobra head literally cobra head shifter onto the patreon i will also put a picture of this a wonderful thing sent to us by a listener called matt matt abela i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly um he he found this while searching eBay, um, and describes it as the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Oh. Um, he says, we all know that Nigel Mansell is the Lord of Birmingham. <laughs> what we didn't know is that people have, in fact, made homemade busts of the living legend. Oh, no, seriously? The eBay, eBay listing, Nigel Mansell bust homemade, it says. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. I mean, this is like oh, stop a it. school art project no. made of clay and then painted it is the, it, 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 it's a a I mean it's nigel mansell in the sense that it's a, it's a it's a man with a mustache but also with enormous sideburns what an earring and he's smoking a cigarette are you joking nigel oh, mansell doesn't have wearing, an earring Nigel Mansell doesn't have an earring. As far as I'm aware, he doesn't smoke and never has. He's also this Mansell clay <laughs> Mansell bust is, we- is wearing a B and H cap. Now I don't remember Mansell doing that either. Someone's
1: just making because, up um,
0: making up things uh, to do with Nigel. He never had sideburns. Rich. No, era. this is this is actually a bust of a mate of mine's dad from primary school called Jim, who had a moustache and I think an earring. And drove a Larder, um saloon. Oh, great! Pre one two five P. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So that kind of shape. So you know, a, um, a pre Reaver shape. Yes. And um, and he, I think he might have smoked as well because it was the early eighties. It looks more like him. It doesn't look like Nigel Mas- It's it's amazing. I'm going, um, I'm laughing. I've not even seen this yet. I the, must see um, this. It it appears to. <laughs> <laughs> it's up for eight ninety nine plus five pounds. Oh shit! Five I'm buying postage. it. Or best
1: offer. I'm, 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 I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. We've got to buy this. And I'll take send it. you the details. The next um, um, and the meantime, I'll,
0: I'll put the um, I'll put the pictures on, um, on <laughs> this the Patreon. But yeah, smoking earring sideburny mansel. I don't understand. why <laughs> I don't understand why. Um, why he's smoking? Matt is um, <laughs> Matt is a chap after our own heart. In a way, because he has, and he made a point point of signing off with this. Kindest regards, Matthew Abela, brackets, driver of an Isuzu Piazza Turbo with a handling by Lotus badge. Oh, gosh, what a dude. And then I had to ask him for some pics of the Piazza, which he's duly supplied. It's a nice one.
1: if If we could be so bold, surely... Surely, what that needs on the parcel shelf of the piazza is a Nigel Mansell bust, which has been converted into a third brake light. So, its, oh it's, it's eyes—his eyes—light up red when you stamp on the on, on the brake pedal. I think that would be just ideal. Don't bloody you? hell!
0: I forgot to tell you. What speaking of third brake lights? What I saw the other day was just a Citroen uh, C4 Cactus uh, Picasso Grand C4 Picasso. You know, quite a recent car, relatively, that has been retrofitted oh, no, not with a... another third brake light, but in the bumper. In the bumper, yeah, and it, it was it was quite big and square, and I noticed this because it it's I was just it, you know it caught my eye. I saw it driving off down the street. I was just on walking down the pavement. It seemed, as best I could tell, that when the driver pressed the brake pedal, this extra third brake light flashed. And then, if you held the brake long enough, went solid. Oh, wow. So like a sort of semi-race spec. It looked like the rain light on an F1 car. Yes. In terms of its location and size and flashingness. But why? Why had they done this? And I could only assume maybe they'd been rear-ended. Yes.
1: And they've got PTSD. why put it so low? It's PTSD post-rear-ender in the past
0: post-traumatic stress light yeah that's what it but is that's exactly what it i is. just why low though you think you'd go higher like you'd put one like extra brake lights on the top corners of the car you know like a truck unless they were rear-ended by a caterum.
1: they might yeah they might have been rear-ended by an ultima which is an exceptionally oh, yeah. low car, but that <laughs> that's the ultimate. So sick. It would have been being rear-ended by very low car. If you get if you get rear-ended by a really low car, it's like one of those really crafty robots from Robot Wars that's shaped like a cheese wedge, and it used to just yes. drive the other robot up and flip it over, which I used to find fascinating. I'm sure other people dig robot wars it's it watch the
0: reruns it's not boring um you're and, right steve no got rear-ended again last week bloody renault sport spider straight in the back of me Flipped the picasso up in the Alps. fucking sick of this
1: we saw one of those at goodwood parked in the car park when we were working at goodwood a few months back
0: <laughs> yes we did
1: and that's the first time yeah. i've seen one in, in a long 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 time a renault spider
0: i was once <clears> coming <throat> down the uh, north circular Orbital Road in fashionable London town quite late at night <laughs> when Fashion. a Renault Sport Spider came absolutely flying on from a slip road near Wembley and it was a it was one of the screenless ones. Mm. Oh wow. Which is weird because I oh, I think all the ones officially sold in the UK had windscreens that, because they realized that in Britain it was probably best just to fit them. Yeah. But this was a screenless one. I think the driver was wearing a helmet, but it came absolutely flying onto the North Cirque and then zoomed. On. I was like, "Bloody hell!" There's a Renault Sport Spider zoomed off into the distance, and I just saw it trip to speed cameras. It disappeared off. Oh, nice into, the, into the distance. Did it have but no yeah, plates yeah, I just, on? It? it was a very well. I'm trying to think. Maybe it was. That's the thing. Maybe if it had no screen. It was. It was from abroad, and it had a French or other country plate on it. I didn't. I couldn't see in time because it was going like an absolute Brian. stabbed cat.
1: Um. I've, I just want to say, I've, I've had another DM from another person. Please don't send me DMs. This is, I'm not being nasty. Um, <laughs> Hello but,
0: at smithandsniff.com is, is how to get yeah, hold of just, us. We do read every single email you send, even if we don't reply or read them out. We, we do promise prefer,
1: we do especially if you've got interesting photos and things. But anyway, a chat called yeah. Glenn Bing.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact
1: Glenn Bing sent me a DM, said, I took this photo ten years ago, thought that you and Richard would appreciate it. And sure enough, Glenn, we do. It is a Mercedes C class, N Reg, so nineteen ninety-six, and it has a fully mm. airbrushed boot lid with Elvis Presley portraits and scenes. <clears throat> but it's a silver it's a silver Mercedes C class with a like a Really khaki DTM body kit, I've got to say. And I just don't understand why... I don't understand why El, the Elvis thing with the German car, with. it's just complicated. I don't think Elvis... I mean, Elvis probably did have a Mercedes. I know he had a BMW at some point. Uh, um, I don't know. That early, is it the 507? The really early uh, expensive roadster. Elvis did own one of yeah, those. Yeah, um, Did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, he Ooh. did. Yeah, wow. yeah, he did. He had some because I, I think when he was posted out in Germany um, for his mandatory military service, I think he, he got a bit got a bit giddy about German cars. He bought a bubble car, BMW Isetta, as well. I'm sure just to dick around Graceland in. Um, wow, I'm sure that's not how he sold it to his wife or his girlfriend at the time. <laughs> I'm just going to buy one of these to dick around Graceland. Oh, but, um, yeah, yeah. So um, that's quite bad, and I'll share that photo with you,
0: so you can make your own decisions about that. But it's uh, just a, a follow-up on last week. Um, it turns out Jamie Theakston got his stag back. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was on Instagram. Uh, he he retrieved it. It, it. Someone spotted it in Surrey. Oh, that tipped him off, so he's got his stag back. So that's uh, that's good. Yeah,
1: that is really really good because it must be horrendous. We said before, Any, anyone st- stealing anyone's belongings is is just awful, mm. but having a a classic car, an
0: obsolete car take quite it. a lot of people have been sending us a picture of this car with a chody shifter, but that's in the middle of a bench i've <laughs>
1: oh, seen I've seen this you've seen this Yes, I think it's a hot rod isn't it It's like um yeah it's a thirty two Ford or a something like that with a bench
0: um, we've also been sent by quite a few people. I think this must have been at the last scramble at Bista. There was an Alfa Romeo with. Oh, yes. I'm not sure this counts as a Chody shifter. It's What it is is it's some sort of, you know, it's kind of. It's, <laughs> I can't really describe it, baggy. It's a Montreal,
1: ving. isn't it? It's an Alfa Montreal.
0: Yeah. I know. And the sleeve is ridden <laughs> up so that only the, the, the top of the knob is poking out of this enormous leather <laughs> cloak around it. And I mean, we've been sent this photo, amongst other people. David Shepard uh, is one listener who sent it to us. Thank you, David, but I think he was probably the first. But this car, I think all day was just being ph- <laughs> photographed <laughs> by Smith and Sniff listeners going, shit, look at that shifter.
1: Basically. So, uh, it's, if you own that. Uh, this car, it's got a skin accordion going on um, it down really, below. It really. <laughs> <And I, laughs> do you know what upsets me the most about it? Is It's one of my dream cars, the Alpha Montreal. And if, yes, yeah. if that's factory spec, you know, the sort of f- fleshy kind of like surplus foreskin, I'd have to change it. I'd have to just take all that off and just have a bare,
0: it's, I th- yeah, it's bare a bit shaft much, with it? a ball on the end. I don't... I don't... I'm not sure. Let's have a look. Alpha Montreal interior. Uh, I don't... I think it might have ridden up or it's been... <laughs> I don't... I just, no, ridden. Look, I've got pictures here of... Ridden just, up? No, it's not meant to be like that. I mean... There's some amazing <laughs> pictures here of how the shifter is supposed to be, and it is quite chody But but most people seem to have got a, a neat bag around the bottom. and this, <laughs> this one topic. particularly has just gone a bit. It's got a bit of slack for some reason. I don't know. If that is your car, sir or madam, kindly explain yourself if you can, because I'd love to know why uh, that is like yeah. like it is. Um, a shout out to uh, a listener called James Belcher who just sent us a picture of um, uh, the, a Volvo dealer sticker. From uh, the rear window of a 245 circa 1980, the dealer, uh, James rightly points out, could you get a more Volvo sounding dealership name? The dealer is called Olaf Olsen. Mm. Now, guess where Olaf Olsen is based? Not Coventry, I'm going to say. Um, no, but you're not far. What? Yes. Huddersfield. Really? Olaf Olsen yeah. of Huddersfield? <laughs> Huddersfield, I know. Another quality Volvo. Now, the only thing that's puzzling is that Olaf Olsen's name is written in a in a very gothic typeface. Oh, really? Like the header of the Daily Telegraph. Yeah, now, I, I think, you know, whereas it says above Olaf Olsen, it says from. So you know where the car is from. And the from is in a very sort of crisp sans-serif type of type and that would have worked well with Olaf Olsen for a sort of scandi cool but Olaf Olsen is still uh, i mean, I don't I'm sure there's listeners who, who remember this dealership or know more about it I just wonder if this was a a Swedish expat who set up a Volvo dealership in Huddersfield
1: you've got to wonder with a name like Olaf Olsen I mean clearly there's lineage there but what what was he and what was he doing in Huddersfield I, I get the impression that he such was his attention to detail with selling cars and customer service. He only ever sold one car and stocked one car at a time because he wanted to focus all his attention on that one car. So <laughs> this week I have a 245, that's it. So if you phone up for another car, I don't have one, it's this. This is it, 245
0: only. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not much of a way to run a dealership, is it? But no. I don't know, I'm not a car dealer. No. Uh,
1: um... Well, changing the subject slightly, I went to Ikea this week and I saw two interesting things in the gents' toilet. I didn't see a Mitsubishi <coughs> jet towel. So we went in there and I, ha- I go to Ikea once every 10 years. I don't know why. It's mm. just a once in a decade mm. thing. And I, I will not go at mm. the weekends. So it has to be a weekday.
0: Oh, no. You, you, I once, Years ago, uh, my girlfriend at the time said, let's go to Ikea. We need to get some stuff. And that's the thing. An Ikea on a Saturday was basically just where cohabiting couples went to have a massive argument. Oh, it's awful. And I, awful. I wasn't going to be part of that. And I said, I'll drive you there. I don't know why. She could drive. In fact, I think we went in her car because mm. she had a, a company car. But I said, I'll drive you there. But I'm not coming in. And she went, well, fine them. Let's go. So we got there. We pulled up. We parked. And I went, all right, I'll see you in a bit. And she went, are you seriously not coming in? I went, no, of course I'm not coming in it's ikea on a saturday you'd need to be clinically deranged to go in there and she was like well then i'm clinically deranged i'm going in and off she went but i think she thought that i was just joking and i was absolutely not fucking joking no 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 going to ikea on a saturday you, it's horrible
1: oh it's yeah it's not it's not the right thing to do so i went in there with my daughter <clears throat> we were getting some stuff for her and um i said oh well let's go to the toilet first went to the toilet first thing as i'm walking towards the toilet the, the, the door of the female to so the female toilet is was there before the male toilet. Female toilet door flew open and a man that looked like mm. a coach driver. So an old middle aged, we say, portly gentleman, balding, short sleeve, white mm. shirt and kind of sensible trousers came running out, <laughs> came running out and then ran round the corner to what was then the gents I found I discovered. So he'd obviously gone in the wrong toilet and then had a massive panic and then just so that that had me chuckling then I went into the gents toilet there's only two cubicles I required a cubicle and one of them was clearly locked with the red the red logo the other one was green I opened the door and a basically a hoodie guy was sitting on the toilet (laughs) (laughs) Going about his business. Watching something on his phone, (laughs) so I quickly shut
0: the door. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. I quickly shut. He's relaxed into it. So relaxed into it, but didn't even look up. I would say that... Didn't even look up. Doing that in in an Ikea is a very transactional thing. You don't just bed in for 10 minutes. It's just get it over and done with, for God's sake.
1: That's what I thought. So Dashing Man was in there at the urinal, who'd obviously gone in the ladies (laughs) accidentally. Hoodie, like hoodie... (laughs) Hoodie Roadman got was and outside on idle. Yeah, yeah. Hoodie Hoodie Man was on the pan, not paying any attention to mm. anyone. So I had to do that embarrassing kind of wait next to the hand dryer, which seems to take oh. forever. And eventually mm. sorted myself up. But walking around IKEA, do you know, what I think IKEA is missing because you know you, they sell you the dream. You you go through and you have the made-up rooms with suggestions of how your interior decor can look, and it's all it's all very cozy and and hygge. To use that Danish slash Norwegian word uh, for cozy contentedness, um, but you know what it's missing?
0: Uh, more shortcuts. It's
1: missing a catrum <laughs> because or, what? Or, or, and or another kit car because I think it, it could have an IKEA. There's there's always an outdoorsy space of like oh look here's some patio furniture. Oh, oh look here's some racking for your herbs. But it could have an it could have a catrum there with a little tag on it, and then you go round into the warehouse at the end where mm. you, you've got all the dreams in your head, oh, I've, I've ordered this amazing kind of um, Scandinavian rocking chair, which I had. <laughs> and then you've got to go, and of course you've got to go and find it in the cold, drafty warehouse, which is not as attractive as the showroom. And mm. then you've got to load it mm. onto a bloody trolley. Well, they should do that with mm. caterums and other kit cars.
0: You've seen it. But why not um, just an ikea own brand self-assembly car? That's a great idea that's a fantastic idea just go yeah
1: i mean god but it's only you can see it now you look at the price tag you go bloody hell this is four nine nine five that's a five grand car oh well that doesn't look crap okay i'm gonna have a go on that and then you go round into the warehouse they'll go oh yeah yeah you you can take it home yourself but it's quite a few boxes right okay will it fit in the boot of my (laughs) volvo v60 (laughs) i
0: probably not (laughs) now have you got someone to help you carry this box because this is the one that's got a rover k series in it (laughs) yeah exactly
1: um and there's a small asterisk which says you should have bought a donor mx5 as well oh no i haven't got a donor mx5 all right well okay but yeah i think ikea missing a trick there i'd quite like to go there get a sofa get some some hanging hanging mirrors and shit um, and while i'm there yeah just buy a A kit build and i say this only because um i do quite fancy a kit build car but in this last week it was my son's it was my son's birthday um both my kids were september kids and one of his presents was a um um from grandma and grandpa was a a tamiya supra drift car which comes in a kit, as as we all know, the, mm. the ceremony of assembling the RC. And unfortunately, I was away all the week directly after on a job in Norway. And he was a bit upset because he was like, well, like, I need, I really want to build it and, and play with it ASAP. And I was like, well, I, can't, I just I can't because I'm away. And then he was like, well, I'll, then I'll do it myself. I said, well, you can do it yourself. And I'm, and I'm having a proud dad moment because every day he would send me he would WhatsApp me pictures or a video of what he's achieved, what it looks like. And he's built the yeah. whole thing. And yesterday he painted the shell himself. He did right. the f- in, in beautiful. He chose the color. He wanted it in gunmetal gray. So he's got a Mark four Supra gunmetal gray. He masked out the windows really well and the headlights really nice. well. It looks slick. So I want to say very, very proud dad moment for that. So great. Solo Tamiya RC kit building. Tick
0: now, conversely, we were talking to a friend the other day about their kids' school where they get given about four or five make something projects a term, and he said it's an absolute frigging nightmare because inevitably they're due to be handed in on, say, a Thursday, and on a Wednesday evening, the kid will go, Oh. Shit, dad, you know, we were supposed to make that uh, realistic working model of a volcano. <laughs> uh, I haven't done anything on like it. Can you help me? Uh, and then sugar. he ends up staying up until like sort of 5 a.m. Mm. trying to build this bloody thing and go to school. And I was thinking, the teachers must know that all of these projects have been made by the parents. The,
1: surely we've, I remember seeing this at, at school I remember seeing this um, I remember seeing yeah th- there was a volcano one and an Anderson shelter which yeah. um, Wesson really enjoyed building the Anderson shelter we thought you know I let him do it because it's his bloody project I just suggested that we mixed soil and PVA together to cover the roof of the Anderson shelter so it hardened and it Ooh, looked like realistic nice. earth um, and it, mm. it came out well it's on his wall, actually, and um, but there were some parents that you were like, you looked at it and you went, "Hang on, do you work at Ardman Animation?" And you've you spent two weeks non-stop <laughs> yeah, well, working on that.
0: Like, this is like one of those really beautiful architectural models that you get where it's got little people and cars and stuff in it, and you go, "Yeah, did you, did your seven-year-old really make this or not?" Because I'm going to say not, but yeah, I, don't, I what, what an absolute pain in the. Pain in the eye, you know. Uh, and no good. Self sufficiency with children, just making stuff off their own back, is, is, is always a joy mm. to see.
1: It is, I, I, and I, I personally love modelling. It's we don't we don't allocate enough spare time for this sort of thing. But I do bloody enjoy it, and um, I'd like to do more of it the older I get because I do find it quite therapeutic. I have to say, it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's it's well, it's yeah. it's part of the huger. I'm going to just use the word again. It's
0: part, it's part of the. Hygge. Is it Huger? Huger.
1: I'm sure it's Huger. It's spelt H Y W G E. Huger.
0: Ah, yes. Huger. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I love. It. I think there's a housing development somewhere near Bristol. I've driven past. That's called like Hugo. and I was like sort of Huger houses, or Hy- so. but they just they just look like normal new build houses. And I always think you're trying a bit too hard there is it? Is you can't it? Can't force the Hugger.
1: It's the clothing brand Hugo Boss. Um, all of the all of the clothes are <laughs> just, really quilted. Yeah, fleecy, yes. quilted, <laughs> sensible, cozy clothes. Slack track Look tracky like bottoms that are fleece lined. They're absolutely yeah. comfy. Yeah,
0: yeah, really big, thick socks that are quite long. Yeah, yeah. it's Hugo slippers. Boss. He's. Well, hey, maybe Hugo Boss could uh, could be the ones to finally see through. Have I mentioned this before? My idea that there's some fashion label, you know, for sort of Paris Fashion Week or something. They should just do school run chic. So it's all just like mismatched leggings with huge socks and big coats for the women, and like ill fitting hats. It's a great and idea. This is a great Fleece's idea. and tracky bottoms for the dads, and just just generally mismatched, comfortable, warmish clothes autumn school run chic it's got a you know
1: I'd, I'd i'd be down with that although tracky bottoms, you got to tread carefully with tracky bottoms because she can look like a criminal unfortunately yeah uh, which is what my daughter says to my son who loves tech fleeces as, as they as the kids call them which are basically tra- track tracksuits they're not they're not fleece at all which i have pointed that tech out. fleeces yeah tech fleeces they they refer to this sort of type of tracksuit material as tech fleece but it's not fleece rich it's it's just not fleece you know fucking hell so
0: well it slightly annoys eh? me
1: oh bugger i need to um i need to say a massive shout out of thanks to a chap called dave and team from birmingham car keys Mm. you've had experience with birmingham car keys
0: with dave from birmingham car keys is a legend a very tall
1: legend he's a tall Extremely talented chap, and you had issues with your Range Rover key in the past. He and the team listened. No, well,
0: no, I didn't. Dave, bless him. This was not, it wasn't so much an issue. I'd issue, I wanted a spare Panda key, and he sorted me out. And then he went, Do you want, because the Range Rover key that comes with my era of car is frigging massive. Oh, it is, isn't it? And it looks like a telephone. Uncomfortably huge for no apparent reason. And he just went, well, you know, you can. I can just code you up some ones for the newer style of JLR key fob, and they're much smaller and better looking. And so he did that for me. Bless him. And then, absolute diamond, he turned up at our Bista show, and he like he bought a ticket. I was like, Dave, I'd have given you a freebie because you, you know, you helped us out here. So you know, he is a a absolute sweet sweet guy he is a
1: sweet sweet guy well this sweet sweet guy has helped me out because I actually broke down this week I say broke down the car never started is that class just breaking down not sure mm. um, it didn't start up and it turns out this is my Honda element outcry I was like it come on it's a it's a it's a late 90s early 2000s design honda it can't have really broken down
0: (laughs) somewhere in japan a recently retired engineer from honda suddenly switches awake he senses (laughs) a disturbance in the reliability force
1: well yeah there was some i won't go into it because it's a bit nerdy but there was a sequence of, of things sort of not quite working on the car which flummoxed me and I, mm. one morning, it wouldn't start. And of course, you're on the school run. And I had to borrow, I had to quickly call up Uncle Greg, my brother, who came round in in, in Fanny the Golf, a nickname because when he <laughs> bought it, the number plate said F4, double or something. And the previous owner, who's a friend of ours, wanted the number plate back. So we gave them the number plate back on <laughs> retention on the condition that I bought the car for the price I bought it for. So Fanny the Golf came round, which is an absolutely hanging Mark IV TDI, and um, and we had to go to school in Fanny. Um, turns out the element, it wasn't a Honda part that was the, the problem. It was the aftermarket immobiliser that was fitted when it was imported to this country, which was a you know a bit of a grey import mm. thing, as you remember. They all had to have them for insurance. And that had, oh, yeah. that had had a bit of a brain hemorrhage. And I was trying to fathom what the hell to do. So I thought, I'll contact Birmingham Car Keys Dave, because... He'd messaged, and I knew that you'd had a good experience with it. Well, Dave was round in within several days. He sorted it. It's all alive now. We've, we've rectified it, and it's wonderful. So thank you ever so much. Um, you can look them up. They're on Instagram, and they have a website. And they don't just do keys. They do kind of module repairs of ECU-related paraphernalia uh so he quietly whispered in my ear when you when you bring the porsche back let me know i can probably sort it so (laughs) which i do need to do i need to go get my ghetto box to damn it
0: yes you do you do you're having car woes at the moment aren't you
1: yeah i'm going through this wave and it's completely first world and self-inflicted so i don't expect any violins or sympathy i've bought too many cars and eight out of ten of them don't work i think We're at absolute peak FFS. Why doesn't anything Mm. work? It's a combination of me not maintaining them as well as I have done throughout the summer because of work commitments. And we all know what it's like. I mean, I was driving the only four-seater car that was fully functional all for the last 10 days was my Beetle that's over half a century Mm. old. So I've been driving the kids around and doing all that stuff in an old Beetle. But you know what? It's cool. Heating works, which is nice. Uh, does it? Yeah, the heating actually does work in my Beetle. It, it does. It's quite rare. I can, I can hear you You just going, the idea of using a Beetle as a family car in 2023 <laughs> with children. It's, it's just got my it head in my
0: weird. hands. Oh, shitting heck. <clears throat> I know what I was going to talk about before we go. I've finally got a go in the VW Multivan. And um, on your recommendation, I, uh, I asked to borrow one from volkswagen and they very kindly sorted me <laughs> so i've had a multivan for a week and oh. it's fantastic, isn't it oh yes it's just i was initially not sure about how it drove because it is still quite vanny isn't it it's got that sort of slightly thumpy ride that i imagine would calm down if you you know loaded all the seats up or whatever
1: oh i've driven a fully and loaded one for a week away um does with, it smooth with out with the kids and it, yeah it's wonderful honestly it's not as good as the Buzz yeah. in terms of ride, quite, but it's far right. better than a T6, and this is where all the yeah, T6 well, that's people what I was thinking. come and burn me. It's though.
0: like the ride is good for a van, and it's very quiet. Yeah, for a van-shaped thing. Yeah, you know, it's still not as quiet as, say, a car. Yeah. but it is, I suppose, closer to a car than it is to a van, and you you very quickly get used to it. And that hybrid system doesn't go massive distance on battery alone does it when you fill the battery but it's all right for a little bit around town and then it behaves like a, a decent hybrid when the battery is effectively depleted it just keeps a bit of charging exactly and tops itself up when it can on the regen and so it's always doing sort of 40 45 miles to the gallon so i suppose that's all right for a big old brick i looked this up it's almost exactly the same length as my range rover is it really yeah, what's the f- it's what's sort of, the wheel? longer, but it's not. Is the wheelbase
1: much different? Because I was, I do marvel at the Ionic Five having a longer wheelbase than a
0: full-size Range Rover. But the I didn't check the wheelbase, but I don't know. This was the the shorter of the two, because you can get it in two lengths, can't you? The multi and This was the shorter one. I think the longer one is all in the rear overhang. Is it? I forget now. Anyway, it is. But no, what a. What a As a, a car for absolute utility, it's fantastic. And, you know, we went out with the kids and the dog in it. The dog, Funny enough, the dog refused to get in it without a great deal of cajoling. I think maybe it was the steps. <laughs> she was just being an absolute dickhead about getting into it. And I don't know why, because she had loads of space to lie around. All that modular slidey, slidey seat stuff. Brilliant. That thing that slides back and forth. And then I went for the full Johnny Smith and I decided to work in the multivan. I took it for a drive somewhere nice to stop oh. got the table out in the back and what i loved as well it was a bit of a drizzly day you just get up from the driver's seat and you walk through to the back oh. you don't even need to leave the car to get into the back got the table out got my laptop bought a sandwich for a petrol station i ate my sandwich and a bag of crisps in the back and i got loads of work done because i was in an area as it turned out where there was shit phone signals so no one could bother me couldn't get the internet just had to concentrate on doing some writing and I got loads done. I was in there for about three hours, just nonstop, just working and sitting in the back. And the rain was gently pitter-patting on the,
1: well, that's on the why
0: panoramic roof. Th- we've mentioned the El
1: Grand already today, the the, the multivan. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned hygge. Basically, it's automotive hygge. You're in this little cocoon. Yes. And, I, you know, without wanting to, to go all hashtag van life on, on, on us. Um, Mm. there is something amazing about that. You can just, you can cozy up when I was, when I had mine for the week and I um, did some work in it. Well, I I might've recorded a podcast in it. I think I did did record a podcast. So I I took, I took a flask of coffee with me, um, which was fresh, you know, good quality coffee and a piece of flapjack and was in the back, do it with my laptop. And I thought, this is wonderful. There's just something extra complete about it the ability to walk through is there's a smug feeling isn't there the ability to walk through
0: yeah i don't know what it is but it's it's yes it's and funny also we had some neighbors around for dinner the other night when i got the the multi-van on the drive and um my mate gareth from the street immediately the first thing he said to me when he came to the house was what's that and he was really excited to the extent that we went back out and had a good look at it, because he was so intrigued. <laughs> and, is, he, and, um, is he dad-spec? He's dad-spec, yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's think, it's so dad-tastic. <laughs> and his wife was a bit like, what, what's the thing? Now, I was going to say, everybody loves the multivan. My kids loved it. The, the dog liked it once she was in. Um, the only person who didn't is my wife. No, Mrs. Porter didn't like she it, was did she? so, so withering about it. And I realise it's because she's a minivan victim disliker because <laughs> she's american and she has bad flashbacks to incredibly long road trips in like her parents chevy astro or something and she's just she doesn't like minivans she's the first thing said when it, when it was delivered and then she came home from work she went what's that on the drive in an incredibly skeptical tone and she wasn't won over and she said to my, my mate when he was over and was really excited about it like he was so excited we looked around it we went back to the house conversation moved on to something else he brought it up again later in the evening because he was so interested in it and and i can't remember it's my wife or his wife went well what do you actually want a car like that for and he immediately went i don't know go to the tip Oh, oh that's such a good dad answer. That's such a dad answer. Well done. Yes. It would be great for going to the tip. Anyway, I thought it was I also I took it on a on a sort of windy country road and uh, and it's it's actually sort of all right, you know, you can you can chuck it about a bit in a surprising way. The steering is quite sort of well judged and things like that. It's it's you know, it's not a total lumbering monster it's, to drive. It's
1: great, Rich. And going back to it the it's there's something very satisfying about a practical box car, and that's why I like the Element. Mm. I wish the Element was electric, mm. I really do, or I wish it had a you know better drive chain. obviously, you pays your money, you make your choice. But the The, the multi excellent, and all of those Japanese imports—the things we've talked about before—Gulliver's Alphard and the other thing. There's that Honda Odyssey, <laughs> which I, I believe is awesome. Yes. Just let's bring all that, bring all that back. Just.
0: And don't forget the PREV. Oh, my gosh. Never discount the PREV. Oh, a
1: fool forgets the PREV. Boris Johnson, obviously, (laughs) massive protectionist (laughs) over the PREV. Uh, I still want to know how long he's had his PREV for. The ex-Prime
0: Minister of the UK. And when it was last serviced.
1: Oh, that'll be... You know that that has an oil top-up every year, but it hasn't had an oil change five years we're going to say five
0: i think you're being optimistic on all of these things i'm not sure it's had an oil top up since david cameron was in office (laughs) apart from my wife who remains a skeptic let's hear it for the underrated qualities of the minivan and particularly the vw multivan which i think it's about i mean what else can you buy that's like that at the moment i suppose some of those sort of other van based ones you know the transit um transit torneo
1: you get a connect torneo which is a sp- it's a cool thing the smaller one uh which is a vw caddy now isn't it and the new train yeah but it's not a
0: walkthrough that's not a walkie through e one is it you can't That's not a oh no I mean, actually that's, that's a bit more and is the no? you want your full size and i bet there's a vivaro isn't there there's a vivaro what's that one yeah. that you had that you came to bistro and we did the, the
1: vivaro it? life um i think it's called yeah. and that that was good fun and uh yeah, Citroen do a a, a similar platform v here,
0: here cool and the um, yeah, I, I bloody love. Yes, it. I, I do want one. Well, anyway, um, we we should stop this. But before we do, on the note of live shows, we are desperately trying to get some live shows sorted out. We things are in progress. We will be doing some live shows before the end of the year. I swear, even if a gosh darn kills us. Um, but we'll have news of that soon. I hope. Yeah, we've got, um, we've got
1: venue issues.
0: Yeah, just just hard to find places yeah. that are right. Anyway, we're working on it. Um, okay so let's wrap this up before we go uh, I have three things to tell you They are one uh, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel it's called the Jason oh fuck no it's not I've got that wrong (laughs) the Jason what let's try that again it's called the mistaken Jason show in which Johnny tours the country, erroneously believing he's seen the star of Sharknado and shouts his name loudly from a distance, only to realise it's not him. Uh, this week, he's impressed and shouting, Oi, Statham, across Asda, before realising it's just a generic, muscular, bald man. If that's not to your taste, then there's always the late break show. Lots of excellent videos on there, including a barn find of an MG Montego Turbo, yeah. uh, which last I looked was doing very well.
1: Yeah, it has. It's done really well, and I'm so glad it, it has done well because obviously the, the, the owner passed away about a week or so before the video. We could get the video out. So hopefully it's a real fitting tribute to his family. And it's a reminder of even if you're not particularly interested in the cars that get covered on these sorts of episodes, it's about the people. And I love that about mm. it. Um, also, by the time you listen to this cast, um, the... The drive of, of Porsche number one, 356 slash one, a.k.a. the Gemmund Roadster, a.k.a. the VW Sport car. It's, ha- it's got about nine different names, this car. But it's basically <laughs> the first road-registered, badged Porsche ever. And I get a drive of it, albeit a, quite a short drive, but it doesn't matter. It was great.
0: It was actually quite emo. Nice. Um, so the second thing I've got to say is I've got various books out. One of them is called, uh, oh, I don't know, How to Be a Motoring Journalist by Roy Lanchester. It's a spoof autobiography of a terrible car journalist. <laughs> and the third thing I've got to say is, you remember um, uh, Swedish musician Stack a Bow who did Here We Go Again what? in the 90s? Big hit. Remember that? No, I don't actually. I'm ashamed to say. Stack a Bow? Uh, okay. Yeah, Stack a Bow. It's huge that song. Yeah, you'd know it if you heard yeah. it. Yeah, all over at the shop. Anyway, yeah, and he was a faintly ridiculous-looking man with, I think, with a sort of little moustache and kind of thin head. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, he's he's now a very successful director. He directed the excellent TV series Chernobyl.
1: Really? Oh, that is cool because yeah. I really liked that. Yeah.
0: And that had Paul
1: that had Paul Paul Ritter in it, didn't
0: it? You did, yeah. Directed by Stackerbo. Uh,
1: I keep thinking about st- is it Stacker humanoid by. St- Stacker Humanoid was a really dirty early '90s rave track. I'm sure it was called. St- oh, I think it was Humanoid by Stacker Humanoid. Uh, oh. I've now got to look that I up because that I'm one. worried that I've got it wrong. Um, but I'm—I remember it being quite dirty and yes, yeah, Stacker Humanoid by Humanoid. I, I did remember that. Uh, well worth listening to uh,
0: uh thank you to a listener called andrew anderson who uh shared a link to uh just some youtube vids of people raving in the early 90s <laughs> but with sort of i think they've edited it so that then they've put a sort of contemporary track consistently over the top so there's really there's a series of them where they've got really good tunes but then just really evocative footage of incredibly sweaty boggle-eyed people <laughs> i love all that though you know i do you could you could um you could it could be toothbrushing material for you well I'm you
1: still to watch. I'm deep into the DACA dancing now from Gabba which oh is
0: yeah someone's been in touch and now I can't bloody find that someone's been it's, apparently it's not DACA well what is it then It's something else that sounds like that, but it's not. Oh, bloody hell! Is it Dakar? Is it is it is it
1: Dakar dancing?
0: Dakar. No, it's. Oh no, I'll never find this. Uh, But it's somebody who seems to know what they're on about. Is maybe a patron said no. It's 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 Chaka or Bakker or something else. Oh
1: really? I've got that wrong again. Do I do I get anything right these days? Bloody hell!
0: Well, you're here. (sighs) you've made it through the hour or so Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. just, just take the victories where we can um, on that note though it is really time to stop so um, thank you ever so much for listening we'll do this all again next week until then goodbye
1: bye now cheers the mate cheers the mate thanks mate bye you know just what to do like and subscribe and review you know just what to do like and subscribe and review you know just what to do like
0: subscribe. i better go. i better go as well. Oh, that was... Go back Chum... to my house and find out if I have new carpet. He's
1: just put down like an old cinema carpet and then run away.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just... yeah, you know they were demolishing that Yeah. Yep, we got the carpet out of that. It's very busy, but don't worry, it still works in a small room as long as you don't look <laughs> at it too much.